and welcome to Growing Pains, the marketing podcast for brands who want to grow and get more consistent sales, but without the overwhelm of feeling like you have to be online 24-7. I'm Sophie, your host and a Facebook and Instagram ad strategist. Join me each week as I, alongside some wonderful guests, share practical tips and advice about how you can use and combine marketing strategies to get more impact for your effort. And welcome to today's podcast. So today I am thrilled to be here with Rachel. Rachel is a former luxury marketing executive, marketing agency owner, and now accredited coach. Her mission is to change the narrative around quiet leaders and help them build a business and life they love without changing who they are. She helps female entrepreneurs to align their messaging and strategy with their true voice and show up as their authentic selves and create success on their own terms. So Rachel, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thank you so much for having me. I am very excited to have you. So that's the official intro. Let's talk a little bit more about you, your work, family life, set up, that sort of. Tell me, whereabouts are you? How many kids have you got? That sort of thing. So I am based in Surrey in the UK, probably not that far from you, I think. Um, No, you're really not very far (laughs) from me, no. (laughs) So I moved out of London during the pandemic. So it still feels quite new, even though I've been here for a couple of years. Yeah. And I'm living with my husband and I've got two crazy little whirlwind boys who have an insane amount of energy, four and a half and 20 months. Yeah, we're so similar in terms of, like you say, we don't live that far away. You've got two boys, I've got two girls, or I think are probably equal whirlwinds. And yes, I've got my 24-month-old and five-year-old. So yeah, I think we're in really similar positions. We were talking just before we started recording actually about the juggle of school and how amazing nursery is for longer hours of childcare. Oh, <laughs> yeah I do miss yeah so my eldest has just started school and I do I do miss the nursery hours already so yeah it's such an yeah. adjustment isn't it to that mm-hmm. like oh I've, no matter what's happening at like half past two I've got to stop and go and like, yeah. pick them up like so different brilliant okay oh. and obviously we need to get into the quick fire round as well so are you ready I okay do you prefer tea or coffee coffee Coffee. Oh God! I everyone prefers coffee. I think it's just me that prefers tea. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have my first cup of tea till I was twenty-two. Really? Yeah. Oh my! What you drank coffee before that though, or you just I didn't did. drink hot drinks? Yeah, my my yeah. parents. Yeah, my parents just drank coffee, and they. I grew up in Italy for a few years, and so it was just like coffee all the oh, way. Oh yeah. And then I got twenty-two, and people were like, "Do you want a cup of tea?" I was like, "Okay, you will try." Uh, sure, I'll try. <laughs> but no, still, um, still coffee loyalist. Yeah, exactly. Well, I yeah. think I feel like if you grew up in Italy, that's kind of a prerequisite, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a sin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dogs or cats? Oh, I don't have either, but I would go dogs. Yeah, me too. Bagels or crumpets? Well, that's a tricky one. I love both bagels. I mean, it's hard not to love a stodgy white carb, isn't it? Like, yeah, I mean, that's why it's so hard to choose you both. I'd go both. Exactly. I'd probably yeah. go one after the other. <laughs> well, exactly. Both at the same time, please. I mean, mostly because I just feel like it's the kind of food that you can get a serious amount of butter on. Like, yeah. especially if you like let the first like layer of butter sink in and you can just add like another little bit on top. That's basically it's, putting it. Yeah. Right. It's basically a butter holder for me. Beach or pool? Pool. My husband yeah. hates the beach. He's got a thing about sand. So oh, yeah, that's can't. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we go to the beach and he sits there for a minute and he's like, right, let's go. That's 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 yeah, it. I don't mind yeah. walking on the beach. I don't like yeah. sitting on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Winter or summer? Winter. I love hazing out. Early morning or late night? 
early morning I've always even for kids I've always been really pretty early yeah. Bed, yeah not that as early as kids but no yeah I mean that's yeah. pretty special isn't it yeah. it's a whole another level yeah fantastic okay so today as part of the branding series we're going to be talking about personal branding so personal branding without having to be everywhere though and I think that's really key isn't it I'm a lot of my clients talking about this at the moment they just don't have the bandwidth to be everywhere so how do you build that personal brand without being everywhere and I think for me I was just thinking about this personal branding before we came on it's interesting isn't it like I don't know that 10 years ago this was such a way of building your business or so key to business and even now I'm talking to clients a lot at the moment about how things have changed for them since even 2020 when you could just sort of go onto Instagram and put some posts up about your service or product and you'd get quite good traction and at the moment, especially people are needing a bit more time and I, want, I don't want to say persuasion, like you're kind of pushing people into buying from you, but more information, more connection with someone before buying from them. And I think that's where the personal branding really comes in, isn't it? I guess we're talking at the beginning of it was what the Kardashians, like influencers, how is it kind of developed from there? And how, I guess, from your perspective, is it relevant for businesses? Yeah, yeah, it's a really good point because I think there has been a lot of shift in terms of where what personal branding means and how to actually build a personal brand. And I think it is very associated or it has been very associated with that whole social media and like influencer culture. And when I speak with clients, that's put a lot of people off building a personal brand because they're like, I don't want to be an influencer. I don't want to have my life dictated all the time by social media. But where I think the shifts really happened is that there's been a shift in buying behavior, first of all, that people, like yeah. you said, are wanting to be a bit more discerning about which brands they buy. So when to do that, they have to really be invested in like trusting that brand. So we see with a lot of big, you know, sort of brands that you buy from supermarkets that they're moving more towards authenticity and being more transparent about who they are as a brand. And that's also happening in terms of personal branding as well, because people are now saying, well, I want to know who you are rather than just what you can offer me. And I want to know that I'm, you know, investing in a relationship. I think even if you are an e-commerce brand, it's about still being able to, you know, invest in a brand that represents who you are as a consumer. So I think that's where the real shift has happened, that it's not just about being an influencer, but it's about how you influence those buying decisions of the people that you want to be attracting to your business. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's interesting when you're talking then about how it's really, like you say, it's seen as I don't want to be an influencer, like I don't want to have to have tens of thousands of followers on social media. But actually, I think what we're really going to dig into a little bit today is social personal branding isn't strictly about social media, is it? No, and I think that's where it has got really caught up in the past is when we talked about like this influencer like Kardashian type era, that is about yeah, it's not that social media builds a personal brand. Like it's one way to yeah. to communicate and express your personal brand. But what I, you know, I think what we can talk about today is other ways that you can be doing that are actually just a lot more about who you are and what you stand for and how you communicate that out across different platforms that aren't social media and different ways of expressing it in your business that aren't, you know, restricting you to being on Instagram all the time. Yeah. Absolutely. So before we start talking about those ways then that we can build this personal brand, like what yeah. do we mean when we say personal brand, like in terms of a business? So if it's not an influencer and it's not about sharing everything and having to be on social media all the time, what are we talking about when we talk about a 
personal brand? So I think one of the helpful ways as well to think about it is the differentiation between business brand and the personal brand, because mm-hmm. I think often people get a little bit tied up in, well, do I need both? Do I just need one? And so for me, a business brand is really about what you do. So it's about your services, your offers, what you do as a brand, what you offer. Whereas a personal brand is really about who you are and how people experience you. And the difference as well is that a personal brand is something that isn't linked just to what you offer at that one time. So it's something which is, you know, enables you to diversify and be able to go into different areas of business that you might not be thinking of yet. And I think that's one of the reasons that it's really important to build a personal brand because with so many businesses online now or so many new businesses starting up every day, there are going to be reasons why you need to adapt your business and you need to be able to evolve. And having a personal brand allows you to be able to do that because you're not kind of pigeonholed into what you're offering in your business right now. It enables you to grow as you know, the market around you is growing as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you know, as you were talking then, it just reminded me of sometimes, you know, when you watch Dragon's Den and they like pitch their like product or whatever it is. And often, or not often actually, but sometimes they will say, I'm not really sure about this whole product, you know, but Mm -hmm. I totally buy into you and I will invest because I want to work with you because I see that you have something to offer. And I really feel like as you were speaking then, I was thinking like, that's where someone has really, really, really able to kind of get their values across isn't it and get their personal brand almost across really well and then the product or service is kind of and this is what I am offering at the moment and the kind of dragons yeah. are sort of saying like well we're not really sure about what you're offering right now but we do buy into your personal brand and that's kind of where you want to be isn't it it's almost like someone saying like oh I just love what she stands for whatever she offers yeah. I will follow her because I know that I buy into her as a person It's exactly like that. And I think the other thing is that it's a much more powerful way of getting people kind of behind your business if you're Mm. able to communicate what you stand for and who you are. Because that is what, you know, that's an an immediate point of differentiation. So if people kind of get behind your, you know, the way that you want to grow your business and how you're doing that, that is something that people really connect with. Like it's emotional. Whereas, Yes, you might have the best product in the world and it might be the highest quality, but it is a much longer process to get people around to getting behind that because they have to really get to know like everything about your business really to be able to build that same level of trust. So for me as well, like having a personal brand is a bit of a shortcut into that trust of, oh, I I connect with what you're saying and I get who you are. And I also feel like that. And actually, I really, really like your product. So it's like the two working together can be really, really strong. So someone's listening to this and it's like, yeah, okay, I'm all in. It sounds, I get that. How do you start to like build that? Like, is there tangible ways of doing it? Is it just about putting your personality across? Like, what are you thinking about if you want to go and start building this personal brand moving forward? Well, I think the first thing to say is that I think having a personal brand is really important at any stage of business. So something that I often hear is people say, oh, I don't think I need to have a personal brand until I'm going out for like PR or until I'm doing events or it's like the very visible Mm -hmm. experiences are what's driving having a personal brand. Whereas 
actually we are all visible so much more like doing things like this doing yeah you know going live on our social media we are visible so having that personal brand early on is an important thing to do and to build up does take time so i think the first thing to, to say is that you know start early on whatever stage you are at business i'd start to think about it i think in terms of practical things the first thing is to really think about what do you stand for like what do you want to be known for and like we said before this isn't necessarily about what your business offers so that is your business brand so it's not for example saying like I, you know, I stand for Facebook ads because that's what you do, but it could be that you, you stand for, you know, integrity in business, or you are really helping women to get more flexibility and freedom in their business. So it's about how you bring that into your business brand as well. And, you know, what you stand for, it doesn't have to be overcomplicated. Like we're not trying to win like the Nobel prize for like new ideas in yeah. it's you know, because I think sometimes when I say that people are like, they feel this pressure that they have to come up with something really quirky, really different, and or really that, profound. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, really, really hard to do. So, you know, I think it, you know, an example of this is is Stephen Bartlett, who is like mm. you know the king of personal branding. But when he first started his personal brand, or like when he first started to really think about it, he was really building his brand based on communicating simply like he was taking complex stuff and making it really simple which at the time of him starting not a lot of people were doing so that's you know yes he had a lot of digital knowledge and social media knowledge but it was about the way that he was expressing those ideas so my advice is to really think about what do you want to be known for that really relates to your personality that really you know reflects who you are and your values because that is ultimately what people are going to connect with yeah absolutely and this values piece is something that we've kind of talked a little bit before on here it's something that I have explored with various coaches over the years Mm -hmm. and it's I think it's just such an important piece of work to do isn't it to know like what your values are and how they drive you and your business as well and again I think it's quite easy to feel like your values should be certain things or Mm -hmm. that it has to be really profound but one of my values is being bold like Mm -hmm. and that flows through my personality like your my stories on Instagram you'll see it on my website you'll see in the way I interact with my clients but you'll also see it in my branding and my colors and you know everything is very bright and loud and I until like maybe a couple of years ago I hadn't really realized that was one of my values I always thought my values needed to be like honesty and like not that I don't value honesty but like you know things that were really less I don't know when I made it a bit more tangible for me I found it came to me a lot more like I realized like before I went to university I went traveling for six months around the world on my own mm-hmm. and that is something like that boldness and that like lack of well, not lack of fear but feeling the fear and doing it anyway braveness yeah. maybe is something that flows you know running my own business it flows through everything that I do and I don't know I think if you haven't explored your values yet I'd really encourage you to do so yeah totally and I yeah. think what you picked up on there is really important as well because you, what you recognize is what you want to be known for because the other mm. parts that you mentioned, like the honesty and the integrity, people will get that from you anyway. Like when they, you know, when they're listening to this podcast, when they're, you know, on calls with you, that comes through from you. But actually when you're making that first impression with somebody who doesn't yet know your business, who you know, it's the sort of things that you want people to really know about you if you, 
you know, to stand out, to be known for, like what's going to really hook those people in. So that boldness thing is something that, yeah, you absolutely can see is consistent across your whole brand. And that is going to attract the people in that you want to work with as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it is something that's become a lot more intentional for me over the Mm -hmm. past like 18 months or so. And it's never something that I would have even considered before then. Like it was all about services and what I offered. And it was just like, well, if someone likes what I offer, then they'll come to me like and then you realize over time that actually they're coming to me and then often I'll have someone on a call and they're like well I just want to work with you so you tell me you tell me how best I should be doing that like it's just not about like the services I'm putting out there at all and like what other things are we thinking about here when we're thinking our personal branding I'm just thinking through what I talked about then so obviously your personality your values I mean we talk a lot about what the why don't we your why someone else's why how important do you feel that is or do you think it depends on what your why is? I think it's it it depends on if it feels like it is relevant for where and how you want to grow your business. Mm. So I don't think you should feel pressured that you again have to have this really profound why and backstory if it doesn't feel that it connects with what how you want to grow. But I think having a sense of just letting people know a bit about your story of why you started your business and, you know, why you work with the sort of clients or you run the type of business that you do does really help for people to connect with the services that you offer because it's giving, again, a sense of what you offer, but also how they're going to experience you and whether they, you know, even if you are a product-based business, because I know often we talk about personal brand in terms of service-based businesses, but with product-based, they're still going to be interacting with you in terms of the customer experience, in terms of, you know, building that brand loyalty up as well. They are going to be experiencing you through your communications, your emails, your, you know, your social media. So to be in their world, they have to feel like there is some kind of connection there. So having that story and that background to the business is a really great way of being able to build that connection with people and and keeping that brand loyalty going so that they don't just buy from you once but they get behind that bigger bigger sense of what your business is about yeah yeah absolutely and then I guess as well it comes through in how you act towards like like you say like the customer service like how you act towards like what's your customer service policy are you like super strict are you incredibly flexible are you do you know what I mean like everything you do in your business is going to be fed from your kind of personal brand isn't it like how yeah. you deal with people yes yeah and that, that's why you know when you talked about values I think that is another reason why the values mm. are so important because like you said they go through all of your content but they also go through the experience that you want people to have every time that they're interacting with your brand so it's by having those values it creates the consistency of what your brand is about and how people are going to experience you and again I know we keep on saying this but it comes back to trust because yeah when you have that consistency there people know what to expect from you they it yeah creates that stability of what your business is about yeah and okay so I think it's given us all a bit of a sense about how you can create your personal brand Although I have to admit, I still keep going back to like Instagram. So talk yeah. to me a little bit about <laughs> how do we do this or how does it kind of, how are we able to get this through to our customers without it just being about social media? Yeah, I think well, we've touched on a few of them already, but I think the, one of the main things is that 
not to just think about your personal brand in terms of what you're visually putting out there. Like that is mm-hmm. one part of it. So having a, you know, a visual look like you talked about your brand colors, also, you know, being consistently visible on social does help, but that doesn't mean constantly visible. So the other ways that we can be thinking about it are being really intentional with how you express your personal brand and where you do that. So if you focus on the how, things like the collaborations that you have as your personal brand. So collaborating with other people that you know are going to be supportive of your values or really align with those values in your business. So doing things like this podcast, for example, or doing some kind of product you know, design collaboration so that it really reinforces what your personal brand is about within your business. So it's being more strategic about, yeah, how you are connecting your values with other people that also share those same values too. And then in terms of, again, how you're expressing like your tone of voice, like we touched on that in terms of your customer experience, but really thinking about you know, your tone of voice. So how do your values come through in terms of how people get a sense of your personality through every bit of communication that they're experiencing from you, not just social media, but on, um, you know, through your emails, through your website. And one really simple thing that people often overlook, but is just, is just such an easy fix is having the same messaging across any of your platforms. So not just social media, but making sure your about page on your website talks about your values and your positioning in the same way as you do on your social media and that there's that consistency across everything that you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just as you were talking now, I was thinking about email in particular. And I have found like over the last year or so I've committed to email and I've been sending one a week. And then when I started the podcast, I started sending two a week. And it's really, really honed my personal voice, I think, my personal brand, because I, it's much more long form. Like my, my personal brand is, I like to talk (laughs) and I'm chatty and I, and I'm quite happy giving away like a level of information about my life. And so in my emails, it's like, I'm almost writing to a friend. And I think it's taken me some time to get comfortable with that because I think we're conditioned to be like, I need to be professional. And I need to be, you know, really to impress people almost like, and actually I found email is an amazing way to kind of get that across. I started working with a woman called Liz Wilcox, who is an email marketer and she's insane. She's got this membership. It's like $9 a month. Okay. It's really, really, really good. And she sends you like these templates for emails, but her whole thing is about how you put your personality through those. And it's just so, so good. And she's all about like, 90s references like she talks about like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air all the time Um, and like yeah exactly and what like seeing her in practice and seeing how she does it is just so inspirational for me because I'm like oh I see like that's how you get your personality across whilst talking about this particular topic so I think yeah getting that through in every element of you know connecting with people yeah and I think yeah absolutely and I think one thing you said there as well is about really recognizing how you best communicate your personal brand as well because you just talked about how you are a talker and you love like expressing you know long-form content and one of the things with personal brand too is thinking about well how are people going to really get to know me in 
the best way as well. It really reflects my personality, reflects my values and kind of leaning more into that as well. So it may be that Instagram is the platform for you to be able to do that. But I think the main point here is that it doesn't have to be. Like it's about finding the forms, the mediums that allow you to let people experience you in the way that really expresses who you are. That's definitely one reason why I started the podcast as well, because I love to chat and bloody Instagram decided that Instagram lives were just not going to be as widely distributed anymore. So I was like, right, (laughs) what can I do to take this into my own hands? And kind of that's why I started the podcast. And yeah, and it's been incredibly successful and I get amazing feedback on it because I think it feels so natural to me. Mm-hmm. And I would say 90% of the time people come on calls with me and say, I've been listening to your podcast. I feel like I know you. And that for me is like the best thing because they do because I'm pretty open. And that's, yeah, and that's another thing about that connection point, like having the way that you've been able to put across your personality enables people to already connect with you before you've even started to talk about your offers yeah. and your services. And we were going to talk as well. I've got three questions that you could ask yourself so I mean obviously it's all very well me saying like oh yeah like I just decided I was bold and I just decided to do a podcast but this has come after what in my sixth year now of working for myself and I have invested hugely in coaching and personal development and it's been a lot of work to kind of get to this point where I feel this comfortable with where I am with my personal brand so if we've got people listening that are maybe a little bit earlier on in that journey where could they maybe start to think about like, okay, what am I going to test out here? What do I start to want these threads to be? Like, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. Yeah. So the first one, which we touched a bit on earlier, is that what do you want to be known for? So that's the first question. But I think it really focus on picking one because it's a bit like, again, coming back to that trust aspect, that for people to really get to know who you are, it's much easier for them to connect with like one thing that you're doing or one way you want to be known for because then you get their trust and you get the credibility to then be able to diversify and talk about all the other things. But I'd really focus on the one area that you want to be known for first. And then the second question I'd ask is really start questioning yourself about what are your opinions that you feel really passionate to be able to share Because again, we talked about that mission and that why, and that can feel massive because it feels like you're picking something from thin air that you, you know, you feel like you've just got to conjure something up. But if you bring it back to your, your passions or your opinions, something that you really feel like you could talk about for, you know, a long time and put somebody, you know, yourself in the room and be able to talk about it, that is an easy shortcut for people to connect with you about. And so really start mapping out what are those things that you want to be sharing. And then the third thing I'd say is just really looking at that authentic, what's authentic about your personality that you want to be able to bring in. Because the biggest mistake with a personal brand is to build a personal brand that you think people are going to want to buy from and not who is you. So really think about like what aspects of yourself do you want to really bring out that you feel comfortable to be sharing and that you feel are valuable to be sharing with with other people and don't do it because you feel like it's got a commercial angle to it it's going to be really really hard for you to keep it up consistently if that's the route you go down okay and if we were going to take all those things in we've kind of mapped it out where would we start in terms of threading this through in our different areas so again once you know what you want to be known for 
really having that consistently across all of your messaging. So Mm -hmm. in terms of how you're writing that, in terms of your social media bios, in terms of you, how you are, have that on your website, but also how you're talking to people to introduce yourself as well. So, you know, this is your, you can introduce your business, but also say, and the way that I, you know, I approach my business is X, Y, and Z. So that is like really having that consistency of the message across. And to get to that place, really having those core values in place so that they are like your guiding light of how you show up and how you're communicating to people that they're going to be experiencing you. So I would advise to have between three and five, like no more than five, because you get any bigger, it starts to become a bit confusing for you as well as for other people. So having those values that really reflect who you are, that are the the cornerstone of all of the messaging that you're going out with as well. And would you start to look through, I guess once you got to that point, are you starting to look through what you've currently got and make tweaks? And then when you're thinking of new stuff going forward, integrating it kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So this doesn't mean, you know, if you are already established in business and you're thinking, well, I really want to get more intentional with my personal brand. You don't need to totally be throwing everything out it is about making those tweaks and I think tightening up some of the language that you're using and maybe just bringing in more of your personal values into your business as well looking at ways that you can be doing that if you're looking to get more intentional with a personal brand and then the other thing to say is that yes it's important to start with your you know your one thing to make your personal brand distinctive but a personal brand evolved like any other brand so this doesn't mean you know you have to get everything set in stone for the future of your business now. Your brand, your personal brand will evolve as your business brand does as well. So a good thing to do is to keep on kind of having a check-in with your personal brand as well as you would do with your business brand too. And really thinking, well, does this still reflect who I am? Because people grow all the time. Like you said, you've done a lot of personal development work. Like really checking in that it still reflects how you want to be showing up and how you want to express your doing your business and just I mean on a personal note I had a conversation actually with one of my coaches a few weeks ago and she said we were talking about my why and she said oh, well your why is obviously that you want to be you work for yourself and you work flexibly because you want to be available for your children I was like I don't think it is that anymore mm. and she was like oh okay I felt like bad almost saying it. I was like, I know that's what it like should be. And that's what it was definitely when I started out. And Eliza, my eldest, was 11 months old. And I absolutely didn't want to be commuting to London and putting her in nursery and all that. But now I work four days a week and I pretty much have almost a working day every day. My youngest is in nursery. She works. She's there from eight till five. My eldest is at school and she can go to morning club and after school club. I actually don't feel that strong drive anymore to be super available for them all the time. I'm actually moving into a space where I'm like, I feel like it's my time. Like, I feel like I've spent the last five years being available for my children, for the family, being that one that drops everything, that is super flexible, that takes on work, but is not sort of the the one in the family doing the work. My why at the moment is more about me as a person and like coming back to work and finding myself. That sounds a bit that's a bit too far potentially. But finding finding that career. Like I was super career driven when I was Mm -hmm. in the corporate world. And like I want to kind of go back to that person who has that stability and that confidence in her work. I hear I I hear that a lot. Do you? Yeah, it's really interesting. I don't know if it's just the age the kids have got to, but 
yeah, for a long time, my why was the children. And now my why is not the children. Like, my why is me. And it, there's a real interesting, it, we have different identities as our business mm. grows as well. But what you are experiencing as well is that your values are probably still the same. So you're kind of, mm. the freedom is just the, the kind of why and the identity linked to that freedom has shifted a bit. So yeah. that's where, like you said, would you kind of, tweak or change for you the kind of core biz part of your business or a core aspects of your business still sounds to be the same but that messaging might change slightly because your identity is changing your business and I hear that a lot as businesses grow when I work with women who are really kind of looking to scale up in their business it's that identity piece has shifted and that's where their messaging and their positioning needs to change but actually the values are staying the same you're absolutely right and it was it was actually quite an eye-opening moment for me because I hadn't really like you say you need to check back in with it like I'd not even really thought about it and I work with lots of other women who have young children and in my head it was always like oh well, my why is because I want to be like you know they love my kids and I was like oh actually I don't think that is the case yeah. so yeah it's kind of given me a lot of food for thought as well so this is very well timed for me too <laughs> this episode so we've covered a lot today I mean it's always easy to listen and they're not really doing anything with it. So at the end of every episode, I ask my guests, what's the one thing you'd recommend someone listening do today to kind of get themselves started? The one thing would be to get really clear on what you want to be known for and to really take the time for yourself to focus on what you want to be known for, not just what you want your business to be known for. Because I think the biggest thing that personal brand gives you is choice as a as a business owner that you may want to grow your business in different ways and if you have this really strong personal brand it will enable you to do that yeah absolutely fantastic well if you have loved listening to all of Rachel's tips and advice and want to hear more the best way to do that is follow Rachel on Instagram I will put the link in the show notes but it's at rachelpearson.co on Instagram where she shares business marketing and success mindset tips that are all there to support you in creating success on your own terms Thank you so much, Rachel. This has been absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can receive new episodes right when they're released. And if you have enjoyed these podcast episodes, I'd really love to ask you to leave a review in Apple Podcasts. Reviews are one of the major ways that Apple ranks their podcasts and it only takes a few seconds but really does make a massive difference to new people finding me. Thank you again for joining me, Sophie, in this episode of Growing Pains. See you next time.